Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I have been looking through Airbnbs and I never thought looking through Airbnbs would be difficult. And I think I've made 27 lists. Um, you like hardening everything. I yeah. I would I would narrow down twenty, and then I would narrow it down to five. I'd send off a couple of ideas, and then would find twenty more. Yeah. Here's 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 my thing with Airbnb is like you book, and then I get Airbnb FOMO. I saw one of those that was like eco friendly Airbnb plus blush white. You know, uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't house that be funny if springs. that's what Siri sounded like? She'd be like, "Um, um, uh, hey Siri, where's a good place to eat around here?" Um, um let uh, me. Um, well, were you I, thinking about ruining the environment today, or were you thinking about actually doing some good? Oh my god, why did you even ask? I mean, me you could eat there if you wanted to. I I'm guess just that's wondering good. if you're interested in more ambience or like portion size. I'm Siri. No, that one. No, that 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 AI would be called Surrey. Sorry. Sorry. I don't think you should go there. Sorry. Okay, starting soon, Starbucks in New York City, which is like the most New York City thing ever. And this is their hope moving forward. Pick up only Windows Starbucks. Everything ordered online. You walk up. You don't say shit to your barista. And they just hand you your scanned pre-ordered coffee. You don't go in. There are no bathrooms. What do you think? Inhuman? Brilliant? Yes. I think yeah. it's fine. I don't like Starbucks coffee anyways. Yeah. So I, I know. You're a Duncan gal. I get it. I'm a Duncan gal. I just I think I'm it's neither. bitter. But, I mean, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I mean, that's exactly what they're catering to. It's not like you are taking away from an experience and saying, like, we're closing up shop. You can't hang out in here anymore. It's a completely separate build, It's a different right? type. Exactly. It's yeah. going to be just, like, fully – like like you're almost going to the automat, you know, when you, you plunk, uh, you know, money into the machines. You know, with, and you open the little drawers and you get the food. Yeah, no, they're like lockers with hot still, food behind them. Can you them. still like? Oh my god, they're so fun! I've never done that. That's a European thing too. So, oh. anyway, is it specifically automated? Can you like walk up and just place an order, or I do you have to do it on an app? Do it through the See, app. That's a pain in the thing. ass. Yeah. But I mean, I would, I think they would have like pickup orders only and have like one window. Like if you're going through like a toll and you're like the one weird lane that has to pay cash instead of just having like the actual pass to go fly through, I would assume it would be something like that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're going to see how it goes. They're they're hoping that it caters to like <laughs> a specific type of person, which to me is like the crazy, busy New Yorker or whatever. Um, and for the lollygaggers and artists who like to loiter at a table, you can get your regular Starbucks and shitty burnt coffee. I but. mean, I think as a barista, like working at that, it might make your life a little bit easier in the long run. There's still going to be fuck ups because like orders are going to be wrong and this and this and that. But like to not to like, have to like stare at a weirdo who's been like sitting like in your... <laughs> coffee shop for three hours oh my god uh there's a place called regent coffee over on brand boulevard and apparently they age their cold brew in oak barrels like whiskey until- oh yeah 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 have you heard of this yeah yeah yeah. and it ends up being like so aged and distilled to a point where it almost like the, it's full of caffeine but it almost tastes like a shot of whiskey interesting interesting yeah. right yeah yeah I'd almost want that they with some also, ice cream in it. They also age beer in um, like Bordeaux barrels. I've had oh, that. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. But like coffee, like coffee, beer, wine. Those and are beer also of. gets aged in oak barrels yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting to do it with cold brew. I mean, it makes sense. I wonder what the process is, like how many days it's actually in there. Oh, these drinks are mixing with other drinks <laughs> and creating all sorts of new drinks. I don't like this, America. I like options. I like flavor. <laughs> I'll try anything. Uh, send me some stuff, guys. Send me some ideas. What should I marinate <laughs> in You've been the wrong steeping thing? something? Send it my way. Send it Andrew's way. Send send all your steeping suggestions to Andrea Wallace, AWOL022 at gmail.com. You got some Kool-Aid been sitting in a rain barrel in the sun? <laughs> Pass me a straw. <laughs> all right, guys, we've got some server submitted stories. At Simon RVB. One of the regulars we had at Zupa Lady, the name says it all, she would come in to read a raunchy romance novel while drinking Coke with lots and lots of ice and eat endless amounts of Zupa Toscana soup. She had a quiet, mousy voice and seemed very polite, but the politeness was soon forgotten when you had to do 42 cranks on the cheese grater so her soup was covered in freshly grated Romano cheese. There was no shame in her cheese game. Is this woman me? Am I the Zupa lady? <laughs> I do this. Shh. She would sit for hours stirring a breadstick in her soup. Also do that. Uh-oh. While reading her trashy romance novel. I love some smut. <laughs> she wasn't fond of the kale and would pile it on her side of bo- her side of her bowl. Who puts kale in the soup? It's Zupa. We continued to load up the kale in her soup. <laughs> well, that's wrong. Zupa lady would eat four to five bowls of soup, roughly four breadsticks and three Cokes. At sometimes. At some point throughout her dining experience, she would disappear into the restroom for 10 to 15 minutes, most likely to push out Big Zupa poop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I was going to say to blow some more Coke so she could drink some more Coke and have some more Zupa. No one was excited to wait on her because she never tipped. Oh, see, that's what we differ. And sat in your section for at least two hours. Eventually, the host realized she was a terrible table to have, so they would try and seat her at a closed section. The only benefit to waiting on her was that you could focus on your other tables because you knew she would. there was no tip coming from her. Bummer, Zupa lady. Oh, this says it's just from the future, Kyle. Maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> Future old lady. Uh, this is the problem. And I think that 
there are regulars like this at every at chains at like that, mom and pop I, you had me up until you don't tip like that's just i mean like listen i could put away a lot of soup especially some that sounds like italian wedding soup well, right. Or like and a minestrone, it, I think. Oh, is, mm, I think the problem is it's it's like Olive Garden and it's people taking yeah. advantage of it's like endless salad, yeah. breadsticks, sort yeah. of. And the soup is probably the cheapest. I gotta I go to this Olive Garden place you speak of. No, no, have you never been to one? I've never been to one. You know that it's, when you're there, you're family. Oh my god, that's their slogan. Are we family, you guys? There's one in Burbank. Okay, guys, this is from uh, Ryan Binack. That's how I'm going to go ahead and, and guess you say that. I love the pod, though I must admit, when I first started listening, it triggered a little PTSD, but quickly turned therapeutic and is a perfect thing to share with folks who have experienced even a fraction of that world. That said, I worked in the game for almost 15 years, so I have many tales of taking orders, in parentheses, dressing on the side, from normal stuff, like getting hammered during brunch shifts and kicking out an owner of a bar who was wasted, Busting tables for one wild day at a pub in Denver, getting vibes from Katie Holmes at Alice's Teacup in New York. She appears in the episode again. What the fuck? Including stints getting tipped in blow at a lovely hipster craft beer gastro pub, working with Dan Soder, that's a comedian we know, at uh, Dos Caminos in Midtown, and quitting on Easter, cursing at a customer. Cursing at customers at Candle 72, which is the sister restaurant to Candle Cafe, which destroyed my life. And even working for stage time and free drinks at New York Comedy Club, not to mention rolling silverware within the corporate rigmarole. All right, so he's done his fucking time. But I will just go with this little gem from when I was young, serving tables in Orlando, Florida during college. It was a pseudo fancy place, and one evening my first table was a woman who, when I greeted her, said she was waiting for her husband, and she'd start with our most expensive bottle of wine. It had a price tag of about $500, and I explained this to her, but she insisted, saying they were celebrating an anniversary or something. Uh Uh-oh. I presented the bottle all fancy and poured her a glass and then retreated, waiting for her husband to arrive. When he did come and sit, I gave them a few moments and then walked up, poured his glass, and went to list the specials, but I could see something was wrong and she was visibly upset. I asked if they had any questions or needed a minute and she yells, no, I just found out my husband has been fucking cheating on me for years. I was 20 and just slowly and awkwardly backed away. Then, of course, I proceeded to tell everyone, host, cooks, the Haitian dishwasher, and we all hid behind a partition and watched this couple argue like crazy. Finally, the husband storms off and the lady throws up all over the table. Whoa. The worst part ever was I still had to deliver the check. So I very awkwardly apologized and slid the checkbook onto her table. I assume it was his card because she tipped me like 200 bucks. Right after that, the manager realized the place was dead and asked who wanted to go home. Needless to say, I jumped on that and went home early. Looking back, that one woman was stunning and probably only like my age now, 36. It's nuts to think that when you're 20, you think 35 is so old. Wherever she is, I hope she's happy now. Apologies for the long email. Thanks again. Keep up the great work, Ryan. Aww. Woofers. It's really interesting. I was just having a conversation about when you witness people's like lowest (laughs) shittiest moments and they happen to be in a public space, you know, I'm telling you, I think people take other people to public settings so they won't get murdered, you know, or, or that they think the, the reaction exactly. And it's like, Oh, a scene always happens. Cause when people make you mad enough, 
you just, I mean, I'm telling you, nothing will, nothing stops me from having a blow up. I remember when Tony and I used to fight when we were married, we were trying to keep it cool, but we were hissing at each other from across the table and he was going, fuck you. And I was like, fuck you. And everyone around us could, I've never spoken to anyone like that in my life. It's just no one in the world made me more angry than him. He drew out the worst in me. And for me being a waitress, I was mortified at my own behavior, but I was full on just like, no, fuck you. And like almost like threw a basket of bread at him. Cause I was just like, I, I fucking hate you. I fucking hated him. But and then they got married two weeks after that argument. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do. Because today we're gonna talk about something that we've we've it kind of comes up in most episodes, but we haven't really dedicated our time and energy into what is a real tough part of the job, being the host, the hostess, mm-hmm. the host mm-hmm. with the most. <laughs> So if we start out and just kind of describe the function of what a host does, uh, typical definition, you greet customers as they enter a restaurant, you take their reservation or you put them on a waiting list, you give them menus, show them to their seat. Um, You might also handle phone calls and customer queries about the restaurant and menu and basically every once in a while assist various restaurant staff when necessary. Check, check, check. Check and check. Yeah. What are additional things that hosts do now as well? Like, because now there's all shit tons of they technology. Run, they run they to goes run. a lot of the time now. Yeah. I was going to say, sure. it, depending on the restaurant, handling all the carryout. They might even like, I mean, they might have to run food sometimes, depending on like how busy the restaurant is. and They have to clean tables because mm-hmm. they have to get them set. Yep. Because they're always worried about. And they, I think that they're the therapists of the restaurant. They really Ooh. have to manage people's expectations they have to they they have to i mean obviously as a server you get a lot of shit customers but before that they tested the waters on mm-hmm. a host who has no control over making somebody get up from a table oh my god it's like being the opener on a comedy show yes it's you, very you much. come back it's and the report bullet spot. it's the bullet spot 100 percent yeah, and you're the face of the restaurant in many ways. Mm-hmm. If someone's going to be a shithead, like they are, they're going to present shittiness to you first and foremost. Because it, I, I was looking at this too. Like, so we've all hostessed, right? Yeah. 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 In our different, have do you do that currently at any of, any of your? No, I just okay. I did it though for a really long time at Machalaria in okay. the meatpacking district. Oh lord! Oh, the attitude <sighs> that must have been. Okay, we'll get into that. Don't you know who I am? Was there a lot of that? Ugh, oh yeah. yeah. Of course. Oh, my God. I was the only woman who worked in that restaurant. Uh, it was me and all Albanian men. More like macho, Laria. Um, whatever. <laughs> That's that a good called. thing to get into at first is like a host is typically a young female. It is. Yeah. I think in this Semini DNA. pretty. And like, right. And I, I feel like based on so it can be a really nice restaurant or it can be you know, your just typical sort of corporate, you know, barbecue place or your American fair or whatever. It is usually a young girl who you're like, you want them to be the first thing your eyes land upon. You could have a very high-end place where you, where the place values someone who's like extremely skilled at the job, but also has to fit the mold of being incredibly attractive, which, you know, I have a lot of respect for that. But then God forbid, it's a super high-end place and you've just got like a, you know, like eye candy dum-dum who's, you know, in the slinky dress and is like, oops, I just filled your section. Sorry. 
um, yeah. I was busy flirting with Chris Knopf. Yeah. He just keeps coming up in every <laughs> oh, New York story. God, that man haunts He's me. fingered everybody. Everybody. Hello. I think that there's, I mean, there's also specific shifts that are different mm-hmm. for certain hosts. Like weekend shifts, there's usually probably two hosts like sharing the stand and like mm-hmm. the head one who's in charge of the actual seating chart knows what's happening and other hosts coming back at them, feeding them what tables are like empty and need to be flipped. So right, they're running the floor. It's a whole system. Know? It well, really is. And now they have, and I mean like, I don't know if anybody's, if this is, I think it's nationwide, but have you guys used Resi? Yes. So Resi is a little bit, is similar to open table, but it's a little bit more advanced because it allows you to map the restaurant. But what it also allows you to do is like, you can mark off what point of a meal, what point someone's in their meal. So if they're on appetizers, entrees, desserts, so it gets so it gets you ready if you're a very busy restaurant. But so I trained to be a host at the last restaurant that I worked at because I was just trying to pick up shifts and that's what they needed at the time. It was the most stressful thing I've ever done. I lasted wow. four days. I cried wow. every single training shift, every single one. It was so... It was so intense because you fuck up and you seat somebody in the wrong place and you fucked up the whole map for the night. And now you have to just like pray that somebody doesn't show up. Oh, God. That's another thing. There is this really fine balance between I know I can sit you right away and you'll probably get like, you know, and just to be fair, to be like, there's a reservation at this table at this time. So you're probably going to get double sat in the night if people are in there early to make a flip so then you can have that you know table sat it is this whole fucking crazy it's game a dance. It's tetris it's, it's also tough when like you open at five but you have like then people start making reservations at 6 p.m like right exactly and you're just like why why even like open so early and the owners are you. or the managers are trying they're always trying to i can see it at other restaurants as well where they're always trying to like take the walk-in, take the walk-in, because, you know, they want more money. Right. But if you take the walk-in, then you could fuck your whole map. Right, and and because, like, it's very frowned upon to... Now, I've been in places where they're like, yes, you can sit here, but we have a reservation in 45 minutes. Which I think you just so, have to, you have to I respect. Think it's fine I think to it's totally that. fine. I'd much rather have, like, uh, I, I'd rather have a... I do have to say, I went to Taroni one night, and I love mm-hmm. Taroni. I really actually do. And they kept saying that that we were going to have a table and it got on to the point where it was like an hour and a half that we were waiting. And I was like, dude, like manage expectations. Mm, yes, That's what course. I think is wrong is like, I'd rather you say, you know what? We're not going to have another table for two hours. Give me the option. Right. Yeah. To walk away and make completely different dinner plans. It was plans. awful. They, I felt like we were, it was at, um, we were all in, uh, uh, and the songs for angry men. Yeah, like I felt like we were all like marching towards the front lines, like let us sit, let us eat. Like it was just like this group of people who were just kept being like, ah, oh, really? It was You're like no matter dang. what, a young boy is gonna die before this night. Yes. <laughs> that kind of leads us into. Um, kind of the classic host hosting policy and practice that most restaurants and reservationists have in, in place. The one that I think people get so fucking pissed about, but I think we have an explanation, is that we cannot seat you until your entire party is present. 
And I think that really infuriates people, but it plays into this like not fucking your whole seat map for the night. And restaurants lose money when people uh, like, you know, like they're like, no, 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 our friend's on the way and they're not going to be there for 45 minutes. And then they order their entree 45 minutes. Yeah, I I do agree with that. If someone's five minutes away, it's fine. I just am like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but people lie. That's the other thing is people lie through their fucking teeth to get sat. Yes, I I have had to like walk over to a table and be like, I'm sorry, you said five minutes. It's been almost an hour. Oh, my God. It's just like they're from St. It's like, I don't know. People in L.A. lie. People are I think I think if it's a very busy restaurant and the turnover is like needs to happen, then yes, that is something that should be dealt with by everybody. Sorry. Yeah. It's it, and it's really tough. And as a customer, like in that situation, because every time you walk into a restaurant, there are all these steps of being a customer where you're like, "I am right, I am right, yeah. everything should go my way." And there's got it. And when the when the restaurant's running smoothly, it should work in your favor that way. Or there should be options so you can make an informed choice. Like, do I want to fuck with this place tonight, or go somewhere else? Totally. You know. And it should be a thing where. If your whole party's not there and it's going to be another 30 minutes, your table is going to get sat, but you're usually next on the wait list. Like exactly. You're, you're still at the top. You'll get typically. something comparable, but like you just skipped your turn because the kitchen needs to keep up with its flow and whatever. Um, uh, basically, a, a, a bi- like a restaurant business consultant said, think of a restaurant like a landlord and its tables are its apartment buildings. Um, which I think is like a really great way to think of it because they say every unoccupied seat is an unrented apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're like a 28, 30 seater in a high rent place in Manhattan or a big city or whatever, like you can't have people just wasting and burning your precious business hours. And I mean, another thing to consider is, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've had my own problems with hosts, but... They don't make any money. They don't. No. They're so literally, you make no money. It's between, it's it's on par with the line cooks. So yeah. it's anywhere from Which nine. Which is just an insane It's, it's insulting all around. But with. it's about nine fifty an hour to maybe twelve fifty tops. I've never worked anywhere where like hosts get a tip out. It's oh, always. I have. I have. I was going to discuss that too. That like it's different everywhere, but hosts certainly got a little something. Like a I percentage. I mean, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. I mean, I always, and hosts always they're the ones that like get the free meal. They're the ones that get like a nicer meal because they get paid less and they work harder. I, and I, I agree with that. It's fine by me. Yeah. And or I mean, we just pay everybody. Well, dude, I know restaurants, mm-hmm. you're fucking it up. Yeah. So, and, and like you going back to saying that like learning a computer system for seating the restaurant <gasps> oh that God. ruined your life it for half my a week. life. I cried for- so many times. I would get so overwhelmed. I had to like leave, walk out and take, it was, it's so intense. Like this whole sort of mapping system. The whole thing is intense. Like, you know, even as a customer coming into a situation where you're on a wait list, like there's all sorts of certain factors that play into everybody's attitude. Oh, I'm yeah. fine to belly up to the bar and drink until yeah. my table is ready. And that's usually what I hope the case is or go across the street because now everybody has automated systems where they text you yeah. and let you know your place in line is and like how far away your table is, which is fucking awesome. No, also, I, I will agree. admit that. Um, but 
if you're with your family. <laughs> oh boy, it's a whole other thing. Keeping grumpy and parents people need to, happy. And then they're like, why's our table ready? Like, go ask and see where we are. You know, there is to a point, especially if you've been waiting a long time, it's okay to check in and be like, just checking in. Like, yeah. where are we? You know, it's fine to do that. But there I are mean, people who ask way too much. Oh my God. Oh, and they, they're policing the situation. They're looking over oh, or your Or they're literally at your, standing like, at the host got, stand. That's yeah. my that's my most hated thing. That was the other thing that, like, I have a lot of personal, ba- like, I can touch you, but don't you dare fucking touch me. It's <laughs> anxiety and inducing it as is. well. And where we were, it was a small restaurant and they would, people would hover around and lean on the host stand. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of like, like this like disgusting male energy or female like entitlement energy, mm-hmm. which is just like, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we're all here. It's like, cool. But there is right. still people sitting at your table. Yeah. Ugh, that is so not cool. Can I tell you one cool thing we, Buka would do? There we go. I put it out when we were reason. on When we were on really big waits in Chicago, for sure, where people would oh, be Oh, you'd have really like, big waits? Like one to two hours for their table. Wow. Like lots, especially on a Saturday. I mean, we were super popular. Really? Um, the manager would fire a couple pizzas and have them cut into small pieces. And That's then the smart. host would parade them around where everybody was waiting and outside and everybody would get like a little bite of pizza to like hold them over. I mean, I will pour little little splashes of wine sometimes just to like... Especially if it's like a VIP person that has to wait. But I I just think I had suggested that at one time is like, why don't we just get a case of like Prosecco that's on the cheap? Spend $100 to make a month's worth of people who are not happy waiting for their table happy. Mm -hmm. Even if you even if you don't want to drink and you offer it to somebody. It takes little breadcrumbs. Yeah. These little breadcrumbs are very, they have a huge psychological impact on someone who's waiting and grumpy. Yeah. I um, just feel like sometimes people um, see, people feel seen, they feel heard. Like, yeah. I feel like restaurants for a, like have the least grasp on healthy psychological situations than almost any other workplace. Cause there's no HR. Bottom. There's, I didn't even Ugh. think about it like that now that I'm. Or like, what about places that, you know, I mean, and again, I'll I'll get back on track, but places that have nowhere for you to go and don't offer a system where they're going to text you. They're just going to make you stand. And you're just like, what is this shit? Especially like dead of winter somewhere where Mm. all they have is that weird little vestibule and you're like, cool, it's 50 degrees in this vestibule. Yeah. And, you know, and that is a situation when you are like, I swear to God, our friend is five minutes away getting off the train and they're like, nope, 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 nope. But there's no bar to go hang out at. I feel like, yeah. It's tough. I have such a love-hate feeling. permitting, I feel like there should be wiggle room. You know what I mean? If there's an overflow and a situation Agreed. But again, that's something that a host needs to like literally juggle, which mm-hmm. is some, is it's an acquired, I do think there's like a level of host where it's like you're basically you're just, you're a prop. Yeah. And then there's a level of host where it's, it's like you really have to have like a Tetris mind. Right. You are a ninja and you're going to hold the whole goddamn place together. And I don't know if you're going to get into this, but like the evolution of a host stand. Can we talk about this? Uh They've gotten so much smaller. Smaller and smaller. And there's places I go where there's not even a fucking stand and you walk in and and I think, I'm just like, where do I go? Where do I do? (laughs) 
who do I see? Like, you know. There's Laurel Hardware. Have you guys been to Laurel Hardware? Uh-uh, uh-uh. So like it's Laurel Hardware is it's got this it's it's an old hardware store that they've made into this like really bougie uh, restaurant. It's beautiful, but you open the door and the door is so huge that it swings and it literally just misses the host stand. <laughs> so every time you open it, you're almost just smacking these two model models who are hosts. I'm sure they're in very their face. used to it. It's very, it's, I, I'll never forget that, that I would always be like, whoa, I'm sorry. And they're like, no, it happens every time. It happens all the time. Thank God Move we're skinny. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's made of, it's like a concrete slab. You know what I mean? Like, dude. And I, I tell you, I do get, I get very anxious when you see like the complete lack of a host stand. You're like, well, where are you supposed to keep yeah, the where thing? They, yeah. have notice, they have nowhere to stand or rest. No, they have to stand the whole night. That's what I don't like is that then they're just standing there with you awkwardly or they can go hide in a server station possibly. I do like a podium host stand where you're kind of like, I'm above you. Uh-huh. I have authority, you know? Oh, I I'm think the they person- should have a bank teller. They should have a piece of glass between <laughs> yep. them and like the nasty, it's nasty like patron visitation where you pick yeah. up the phone and, yeah. talk to them. <laughs> and then she can put it down or he can put it down and say like, no, go fuck yourself. I Wait. also, how about like like an elevated throne? Like it yeah. rises up on like the you floor. You should be chosen. <laughs> to chosen. Seat. And you were like, you shall eat tonight. You shall go to McDonald's, you know? Yeah. And just just a whole judgment. I would never get into a restaurant if, if people <laughs> were like that. But no, it's 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 so funny that yeah. <laughs> but it's also so many more restaurants are trying to squeeze so much shit and so many tables into tiny spaces. So they're like, yeah, let's skimp on the host stand. We don't need that. Yeah. And it's an island. It's like a port in the storm where people yeah. feel like, I need to know what's going on, and this is the place that I need to instinctually hover close to. And my, yeah, when you- I, I do have to say my favorite type is no host, though. I love it when it's a small, small restaurant. This happens often in New York. It's a small restaurant, and the man, there's like maybe two servers on mm-hmm. one busser, and then the manager is the host. Yeah. That, to me, feels friendly. It feels mm-hmm. like... I mean, I'm sure in Europe that that that's like that totally. a lot. It's smaller places, but I mean, I feel like, and then servers take turns. Like if they have a minute, yeah, they it's like a group. The, yeah, and that I think happens a lot because you're also talking about restaurants that like might not have a host every night of the week, yeah. depending on how busy they are. But right. man, I can't, I have no idea how I survived being a host. I mean, I think it's because I worked like six nights a week. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like right, you just got you just I mean, really learned it, that, it. this was this was a long time ago. This is like yeah. and I only did it because they had told me that I would eventually become a waiter there. Mm-hmm. And it was you made mad bank because it was like this like mafia Albanian run Italian restaurant in the middle of meatpacking <laughs> district. <laughs> and it was like people just made so much money. That's and I crazy. was so they like supported families off of it. Ooh, can we talk for a minute how the like on the on the good side of it, the power you feel when you're like, follow me. And then you take the menus and you go traipsing through the dining room and everyone's just so thankful for you and you yeah. set it down and yeah. pull out a chair and you're like, your server will be I'm right. I'm not gonna with lie, you. I we're done. Definitely <laughs> did the whole like don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. Well, of course, because people, outside people can slip you money if they want to. Yes. Yes. Which that's the thing is I think, and I'll say this, as someone who pulls tips and has pulled tips, 
if you are a hostess and someone slips you a 20, you fucking keep that 20. Keep yeah. the 20. You no keep shame. the 20. I, or you split it between you and your other host. I do love the ceremony when you've been waiting and then they call your fucking party name and then you like walk and follow your host. And then I love that whole ceremony. If it's going well and you're excited to be there, like your server will be right with you. Here's this, here's that. And if it's a good host, they're just like, you know, have 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 a good time. Have like a great time. See you on the keep way. Keep your out. keep your arms and legs inside the booth at all times. <laughs> Did you guys ever work at a place where you had to save a table? There was like a, a, a like an important like no, I, like in case a certain guest came in, yeah. like they might come in, so something has to be no. I haven't who is, either. Who is the guy who was in the wrestler Mickey Mickey Rourke? Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Oh Rourke. yeah, you had to save yeah. a table for Mickey all the time, right? At the packing place at Mount and he came in one time and was he so hangs pissed. He out with Albanian and Russian gangsters now. That's his whole life. It's his whole life. Well, he's like still playing the character from Iron Man too. Oh, God, it's no. very strange, but yeah, it, like people and and at another restaurant that I worked at, this guy only wanted to sit at this one table, and if twenty one wasn't available. It was like a whole thing and it was a whole like appeasing strategy to sort of like make sure that this person was not oh, upset. This by... is this guy's kink. You know, yeah. he comes in and he's like, I'm going to show up when they don't expect it so that the well, apology parade starts. Re like read me the riot act one day because I didn't have his table ready. And oh, I like, and I was like, literally, your My lips God. are moving, moving, but like your whole face is so strange that I don't understand the words coming out. Oh, and he was like blah, blah, blah. spitting and like, you know, because he's just like doesn't have control over his no. bodily functions. It was intense. Yeah, he he's the guy from the rest. No, I know who he is. But he just, is I used to up. watch Wild Orchid in nine and a half weeks when I was younger and have feelings. Yeah. He looks like a fucking sex doll. He's Awful. Uh, yeah, he does. It's bad. What do we think? Like as a customer, but also as restaurant workers, when you okay, so this makes people really mad when they walk in because they don't understand. Like you say, uh, we don't have a table at the moment, and there are empty tables, and that you have to explain to them that's because there's a reservation coming. Like there's a plan, but people get so fucking pissed if there are tables that are not sat and then there's a little bit of a wait but then what do you think sometimes I've been in restaurants where I'm like no one has sat down at these tables what the fuck is going on is yeah. this, is the host sometimes pacing the floor because the, they're yeah. not enough servers yeah. or, or that they know that reservations are coming in right right I mean, it's annoying. It's just one it's of those tough. things. You just have to understand. It is annoying when you're like, you. here's the thing. <sighs> you get there at 5 p.m. or you get there at 6 p.m. and all the reservations are for 7 p.m. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, or 6.40 or 5.45. I don't know. That's when things get fickle. Um, and there's just nothing to be done because that's how reservations work. And, you know, and if they know they're a place where, again, we've had to discuss, like, if you can get out by this time, you're good to go. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Um, yeah. And then I, I'm curious, Kyle, can you speak on, um, like at some of the places you've worked, are there, uh, cancellation fees if a person like do they take credit cards from people at these it's, higher end spots yeah it, it's usually honestly for parties i think of like six or more mm, which okay. I, and i have worked at places where people like have canceled but there's the problem is, is they're so rich that like 150 bucks and you the um 
That goes directly to the restaurant, by the way. It does not right. go to the server. Okay. So not even a percentage. Yeah. Oh no, I, I'm pretty sure you still get like 20% grant on that one. So like someone who is so. waiting for I their six top and doesn't. So. Damn. Yeah, I'm pretty. I I don't um quote me on that, but I don't. I mean, it could have just been my negative attitude towards everything where I'm like, they don't give a shit. <laughs> so how long? And like, just calculate like, so if you know they're not coming or they don't show, like, what's the cutoff? 30 minutes? Like, they call so after a certain time. That's some, the host's job, right? It's 15 minutes. I think it's 15. Yeah. And 15 minutes. But, oh, a cutoff? For, for any fair. But for a larger party, sometimes they'll wait just because... The, like they've had the table set up and things like that. And they'll try, you know, the host will try and get in contact with them and things like that. I do have to say, if you're working at a super busy restaurant and you're not relying solely on tips, you're on like service charge. There is nothing more delightful that when that nine top at fucking nine forty five cancels. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And then the hostess gets to be the hero to come in and be like, yes, well, they're not coming. And then you but and then you dance together for a second. You dance and you exactly. hug, and then she goes back to her, or he goes back to her po- your podium, and and you go back to wiping, wiping off menus, grease off menus. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's speak as hosts. You know, yeah. like us having done it, or our host friends, people we've worked with, coworkers, bane of your existence as a as a hostess as well. Like we've always spoken from the perspective of the server but it it really affects a host as well when people camp i mean that just screws you over then the servers get mad at you because the servers are mad in general they're ready for their new table they want to they want to turn all it takes is you as a customer is asking your server say hey i know we're here we've been here for a little while can you just check with the hostess to make sure there's not a table coming in that's all it takes yep and then you never know there might not be and then you can have an hour longer at that table and nobody gives a fuck i think that's i think that's just great sort of feedback for the people who don't you know work in the industry who listen to this like as a customer check you know check in because there are nicknames for you if you are like like um same siders is always a bad omen when a couple Squatters. gets on the same side of the booth and you know that it's just going to be the aka yeah, jerker offers yeah, jerker offers like let's just split one glass of wine for an hour and stare and into each other's eyes exactly do it at home on your couch yep and then, I, like i'm like if i fucking see him pick up that fork and feed her a bite of food you're just watching these creeps do like an hour of foreplay Mm -hmm. you're like just go home and fuck like oh my god uh also for the older set who maybe don't have romance in their life those people are called like coffee talkers the people who just spend it's like go to a coffee shop you just don't if you pull out your laptop if you (gasps) pull out your laptop at a nice restaurant no you should you should you should just be eliminated from the planet i i think Rule of thumb is if there's a line, if you see people waiting, get the fuck up and leave. Go somewhere else. Go to a coffee shop. Go to a bar where that's acceptable. Go to the cinema. Now, if we're going to kind of also talk from like a server perspective, I think some rules to follow are uh, keep in like contact with your host and Mm -hmm. let them know what's going on in your section. Totally. If you are not busy and you see that the host is busy and you can seat a table for them. What a relief for them Offer not to have to, to the help host them. Stand. It's everybody's working together. You're all in the trenches. You're and all then maybe you won't fighting the same war. Have such a piss poor attitude if like the host seats you oddly. Like just be everybody be friends. Now if you are a host and you feel like the staff is hating on you, ask yourself, are you doing things like are you 
18 years old and have a crush on the hot server and give him all the good tables, there's a chance that everyone else is going Life's to hate you. So all cut about it. learning from your father. It is. So cut cut it out with the favoritism. That's yeah. like that will get you on the staff shit list so fast, you know. And I've watched. I mean, when I was the hostess, I was young and dumb and so easily charmed by all like the older guys who were like, hey, what are you up to today, Brooke? So interesting. They were trying to get the fucking good tables. And they got them because I'm dumb and I love attention. Well, and then all the ladies hated me. By the good table, do you mean your butthole? You know what I'm talking about. Well, also, <laughs> I think on the other side, if you're a hostess and you triple seat somebody yes. and they look overwhelmed, all you have to do is ask, can I get you some water to start? Mm -hmm. Yes. And what literally, you? you've, you've, you've taken so much pressure off that server. It's and unbelievable. And say to the server... Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm triple seat you. I'm a warlord. I'll space them out a little bit. I'm so fucking sorry. Just keep them, just keep communicating yeah. with or, each other. And even as a host to be like, I think there are tactful ways even to your table to be like, hey, I'm really going to be sort of uh, filling this server section really fast. So yes, I will see yeah. you, but they're probably just going to need a minute to mm -hmm. get to you. So be, mm -hmm. you know, be, and then, and then like you said, if you can go get a basket of bread and water started for them, that is enough to keep big baby Brooke happy yeah. playing with some food and some water, you yeah. know, give me also, some crayons. Like that's what happens when that like big table doesn't show up sometimes and you're on a wait oh, those tables get separated yeah, and that's it's like a good boom point. boom boom like you're and just because that's how it works yeah that is killer if suddenly you went from one big lounging sort of 10 top to then five yeah. two tops yeah insanity like, at the end of the day nobody can predict how the shift is gonna go nobody can nobody can predict anything that's why restaurants are war and if I may make a controversial statement, um, those fucking vibrating discs. Hate them. Those are for fast food only. I swear to God, if I see one in like a sit down restaurant and they're like, here, take this dirty toy disc that's going to buzz. I hate it. it. It needs to go bye bye because there's always like the fucking old family member in your party who goes, are you going to put it in your pants? I was oh, just going to say, you know, some dude has put it in his pants. You know, <laughs> somebody's like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom really quick. And he I just held it near his penis until it buzzes. I've yeah, never yeah. eaten Del Taco when I've been sober and it's been daylight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's the problem. That's when you know you've crossed over when you're dead sober going to get Del Taco. Yeah. You're willfully getting Del Taco. You're like, I think something's changed about me. That's a me. new experience. <laughs> and then Drennan, he's like, yeah, let's go to Del Taco. And he gets he gets six chicken soft tacos and then three classic deal whatever and uh, it's in one sitting oh yeah it's something to watch are those the hard shells the classics the classics yeah those classics are good but i still again in the moment yum and the next day like, what have i done um what have yeah. i done you guys i didn't do anything to deserve this oh you know I, I know what it is you're 40 bitch I know. <laughs> yeah, dude. all right well that that delicious Echo of Laughter is our guest today. Please welcome to Sidework Podcast, Will Miles. What up? Hi, Will. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's, morning. it's morning. We were all out last night. It's all right. I was, I was home by like 1130, though. I felt pretty strong about it. We were home 12-ish. I think yeah. 1130 for us. 
I don't know. It's all good. I mean, that's the old person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the call, like the ding, 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 ding. Better get home or this bed's not going to let you in. By 11, it's like, oh boy, I'm starting to get a little sleepy. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like that couch is calling. Yeah. Uh, if you get home now, I'm not going to be able to watch my shows before I go to exactly. bed. I'm super upset about it. That's the dumbest mistake I keep mistaking. Wow. That's the dumbest mistake I keep making is thinking I can go have a night and then that there is a little time for TV afterwards. Passed out sitting up to the R. Kelly documentary last oh, night. Oh, no. You don't want to leave yourself vulnerable like that. But I was like, you know what? What's more appropriate than passing out while watching <laughs> R. Kelly? It's how we would have wanted I mean, it. I've, exactly. If any documentary goes on and it's I've been out, I'm out within seconds. <laughs> Like, I know. Just thinking about putting on. I'm thinking. I've been thinking. I can watch the Great British Baking Show, uh, that, like at the end of the night, and then I'm just I'm just out like a light. But I, I think people use that show like a sleep aid for sure. Like, truly, oh, like, but it's also exciting. It is. It's not exciting. It's, it's there's fun. parts. No, it's yeah, exactly. It's more fun than it's exciting. Exciting to me. Okay, got it. <laughs> but it's like ten seasons of. Nap time. <laughs> listen, listen, it's all worth it to stay up if you see a Hollywood handshake. Is all I'm saying. Oh, What's a Hollywood? Handshake? Oh, that's when Paul Hollywood like is oh. so loves your your baked dish yeah. so much. He reaches across the counter and shakes your goddamn hand. It's Aww. a true honor My. to get a Hollywood handshake. God, I thought that was like some horrible local sex move. So did I. I was like, oh man. <laughs> They're offering Hollywood it handshakes probably, it, behind the Del Taco. It probably was that before the Brits took it over and claimed it for their own. Oh it was real, it was real, and now it's just called Me Too. You can't tell by Will's smooth voice. He too podcasts. He's a oh, real yes. professional, uh, and we're we're excited that he's on ours today. Uh, his is called "Recently Added." Recently added, uh, yeah, where we watch what just came out on Netflix, so we this don't week. have to. So you guys don't have to. <laughs> yeah. And they review it. You got to do it. I want to be on this show. You got to do it. You get homework. <laughs> yeah, you, get you get homework. It. I love homework. Where you watch the eye dash lend, the eye lens, yes. and you end up watching the whole thing. Did it's you finish it? Unbelievable. It's so bad. Yes. It is. Like, you have to watch it. It's, you're, you're going to be like, how did this get jammed through? Um, it is maybe one of the most egregious TV uh, attempts at TV I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's like some sort of A-listy, notable people. Kate Bosworth. It makes no sense. No sense. Anyways, please check it out. I had to keep watching because I was like, no way are they meaning to do this. The dialogue is awful. The writing is horrible. The acting is so over the top. Uh, they just give up on like lighting, set design, really? sound, <laughs> makeup toward the back end. It's fucking unreal they ran out of budget or something they ran out of caring i don't know but i watched this this was part of my homework and i was like i'll watch one episode then i'll watch the chelsea handler doc i'm gonna watch yeah. a little you know i just just enough to get a taste you know and then we all discuss it and i came back i was like guys i gotta go and finish the island <laughs> i gotta finish it too but every week it's impossible to finish these things because you're of course, like, it's so much. You guys have put yourself up to so much TV watching. It, well, enough about you. No, just kidding. It's all about you today. We just want to switch gears and talk instead about your experience in the service industry. Yeah. Well, I've got a my favorite job. Period, probably, besides <laughs> comedy, is Murphy's Hot Dogs in Chicago. Okay. okay. Andrea's <laughs> doing a little dance. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I started out there in high school at 17. I had worked at, like, The Gap and all these other jobs, and 
they were okay, but I mean, I don't know, nothing about it fulfilled my life. And then <laughs> I was walking down the street and we lived by Murphy's. And so I just, we walked in and uh, he was like, I'm, I need a guy if you want to work here. And I was like, yeah, this would, be, this would be a great job. And then I worked there for about five or six years after that. Okay. Now, I need just rudimentary ex- explanation. I've never yeah. been there. I don't know what this is. What neighborhood? So Murphy's Hot Dogs is a Wrigleyville, Chicago haunt. Okay. Uh, some of the best hot dogs in probably the country. It is closed now. But uh, before the Cubs games, people would come oh. in. And my. we'd have a line around the block. God. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to deal with thousands of customers a day on, on game day, basically. And uh, and it's just one of the better hot dog places. It's very small. It's There's only room for three high top tables. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little area on the side for outdoor eating. But it's mostly grab and go. But we'd have like Cubs legends like Ron Santo come in before he'd have to do, you know, uh, stuff for the game broadcasting and we'd have Cardinals fans that we'd <laughs> always start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I- so you guys are leaning hard into Chicago talk. True. So yeah. uh, let's back up a little bit too. Like, so are, were you serving Chicago style dogs, all kinds? Like let's, let's, yeah, I want to, I want to hear a little bit about the, the, the flavor, the regional, whatever. Yeah. What were you doing on a daily basis? What did it smell like? Taste like? Oh, amazing. Uh, so daily basis, we had no ketchup allowed for hot dogs at all. It's a Chicago Even- tradition that you cannot put hot uh, ketchup on hot dogs. So, Oh, no, no. That's a Detroit d- d- uh, oh, great. tradition, yeah. too, just yeah. with, with the yeah. conies. For the conies, like, yeah. New York, too, right? I mean, a lot of people are like... I don't think New York... It doesn't seem like they care as much. They don't care as much. Yeah. You can get kraut and ketchup, and then why not just but go yes, throw yourself much. onto the subway. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Bill would always get mad if somebody asked for ketchup, but in like a hysterical, playful way. But uh, so it's celery, salt, sport peppers, lettuce, tomato, mustard. Uh, let's see if I can remember everything. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Poppy seeds. That's on the poppy on seed the bun. bun. Yeah, okay. poppy seed bun. Uh, with the char dog, we, we char sli- dog. You cut three slits in a, in a hot dog and okay. put it on the grill. So and it's it, nice and charred and blistered. Yeah. Beautiful. And um, it, it curves pretty perfectly and fits mm, in the bun. Mm. And that is specifically called dragging it through the garden. Yes, is dressing as a Chicago dog. Right. Okay. And I it's knew that. Got to be Vienna much. beef. Too. Vienna beef is the only type of hot dog you can put in a Chicago dog. So now, like, it's, this is a funny question I have, like, because I just 100% uh, affiliate going to eat about a million hot dogs while you're at the game. Yes. So people lining up to shove hot dogs in their face before the game. Was it yes. pre-gaming hot dogs? It's yes. kind of a pre-gaming tradition. And the thing about the Cubs games is they're such a full day experience that the the game is just such a small part of it when you go to a Cubs game that the they always come to Murphy's first or mm-hmm. after or Murphy's Bleachers which is the uh, the bar that's completely unrelated to our restaurant to drink or eat hot dogs so the the game is like just the smallest part of the day so my duties I started out as the fry cook mm-hmm. moved my way up to the grill <laughs> like actual French fries yeah actual just fries. French okay, fries because there's there's Three, four people, sometimes five if we're very busy, work in the grill. And usually it's Bill uh, on the ca- on the counter, and he's the one talking to the customers. Mm-hmm. They love him. And then his wife is uh, talking to the customers as well, but also on phones and taking some orders. And then Alejandro would be on the grill, and then Rafa would be in the back. Okay. Uh, or they'd switch sometimes. And then I would be on fries. That's how it started. And then <laughs> eventually... It got to uh, I would be on the grill, and that was my favorite. 
Cause I, I don't know. I think you I was just, just never too have shy. To, yeah. I was like, you just <laughs> stared at the wall. Yeah, exactly. You're just like, I'm grilling hot dogs. And then I could occasionally pop back cause Bill would like interact with everybody for kind of, it's kind of a show. And so then, uh, but I, I liked just popping in every now and then I wasn't the one being like, what can I get you? Let me drag it down the line. That'd be Bill's job. And then I'd come in and he'd be like, Hey, Will, so, uh, what do you think of the Cardinals? And then we'd all say, fuck them or something like that. How many, like on a really busy day, would you just be like slamming thousands of dogs out yeah. the door? The whole, the grill was about, about probably, I don't know, 40 by 40. Was this to what did you say, 75 to 75? Inches. Okay. Inches. Yeah. And, uh, filled with hot dogs here, hamburgers here, chicken sandwiches here. Uh, I know the audience can't hear can't see but <laughs> <laughs> he did a map with his hand on the table and every I... every square inch of the flat top was, yes. was taken up by delicious meat oh uh, big time was it was it just chicken just burgers just dogs were you doing like euros were you doing like different we had italian beef too okay but that didn't take Shit. space on the grill that oh, was right. on the That's side a yeah separate vault <laughs> and we had cheese for like uh cheese fries if you wanted it and we had shakes so the shakes were over there. Oh, God. That just seems like another unnecessary, annoying thing to make Absolutely. people. Yeah. Holy shit. The shake just really stops things are you down. Like, I know when people are like, and like four shakes. And were you, were you like, really? Yeah. You really need You have those? to save face, but you're really, you're like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just get a goddamn hot dog and leave. Who was in charge of shakes? Uh, that would be Letty. Or there was, I forget her name. I think it was Paula. Like whoever, whoever yeah. was like, yeah. On phones. If you're on phones, you're on shakes. Yeah, the exactly. End. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so, okay. So, like, obviously, this is just counter service, but it's like the whole staff is kind of in your face. The way, like, we talked about our love for, like, the diner grill or these, you know, where, yeah. the, like, the cook is also the waiter, the cashier, you know, the whole thing. And I just love spots like that. My dad is just insufferable he's probably gonna <laughs> be like what do you mean we've never been to murphy's and he will get on a train and go to chicago well yeah go eat there they have pop-ups now but it, the Ooh. the space closed down because he sold it the neighborhood's changing yeah. like, like every neighborhood but it's he just, does pop-ups it's now. just filled with like fun little like yo froyo places pretty now. much yeah i mean if like, still yeah. there but uh can I, I can i ask real quick like who is demanding frozen yogurt? I, we're I like, don't know. All of these great places. You? Is it Andrea? I I don't hate Froyo. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just I'm swear not, to God. I'm not going to kick out a business that's been there for... A legendary 30, business. 30, yeah. 40 years? Like, how Since, long was he there? Uh, I feel like 30 years. 30-something yeah. years. I mean, especially an institution of a neighborhood. I mean, it's like... Any any big city, like specifically Chicago, though, it's like everybody has their like hot dog neighborhood stand, right? Yeah, yeah. So to lose that is a huge, it, I, it breaks my heart. And we had no beef <laughs> with uh, hot dogs, but, <laughs> right. you know, there was hot dogs and there was Murphy's and mm -hmm. there's like, I think maybe one or two more that are all, they're all closed now. Yeah. I learned a lot uh, from being there just because you Did could see upstairs? him. He lived upstairs. Wow. Or there was like a back house with his kids and, uh. So I watched them grow up while I was there. Oh, my gosh. I got to know him as a father and a boss and, like, all these other things. He always, We always say he was, like, a second dad. Because he, like, uh, 17 to, what, 16, 17 to 20-something or, like, yeah. formative years. So.
I worked at Ruby Tuesdays uh, in college as well. Okay. And I thought that would be... As a waiter, or were you on the line? I was host, salad bar attendant with a little bit of waiter. Oh, uh, (laughs) we've never had anyone on the podcast who was a salad bar attendant. So if you don't mind, you're treated like full shit. (laughs) 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 Nobody respects you in the whole place. Just put more peas in the bowl. Thanks. Yeah, I can't believe they're out of cheddar cheese. It's like, come on, it just a cheddar cheese bitch. (laughs) That's probably what goes the quickest. (laughs) Yeah, they call what do they call it? An expediter every now and then, but it was like. No, that was a different job. I had a lot of jobs at Ruby Tuesdays. But but Salad Bar, it sucks because everybody gets it because I think it's on the list of, like, free if you get a meal or something. So you're constantly working, but you get – nobody respects you. The host doesn't respect you. The waiters don't respect you because they're just – they don't know anything about what you do. They're just like, yeah, fucking fill the salad bar. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your one job. Just do the salad bar. And you're like, yeah, but it's busy – more than you're busy. <laughs> Every people are always at the salad bar and it's just refilling ranch. Oh. If you really think about it, that's the salad bar is just ranch, and bacon bits, up and cheddar ranch cheese. Dripping. Yes. What people are calling a quote unquote salad. Yes. And they're putting Iceberg the cucumber lettuce. tongs in the fucking beet tongs. Yeah. And are, is this chaos? Is this like. It can be. <laughs> and that's where I come in <laughs> to fix the chaos. To fix it. But no it's it, it no respect. Salad bar fixer. I got so mad at my boss. I think his name was David. We had a beef. But he, uh, one day he was like, "You're waiting today," and then when I got into work, he was like, "Sorry, you're a salad bar," and I was furious the whole day. Yes. And I was like, "You told me waiting today." I was excited to, to do the. To, I don't know. It was a good. It was a good experience. I was like, "Let me be a waiter," and then. Uh, Salad bar, and I just right didn't back. talk to him all day. Right back in, you, right you, back in. You were like putting on like your 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 waiter white, you know, just yeah. putting on the shirt. You're like, oh, I'm gonna wear the apron today. Yeah, I get to and talk then to he's everybody. Like, Sorry, here are your tongs. Get the fuck back over to the salad bar. And I think I even like slammed the tongs into <laughs> the, Good. the case, uh, and I like Good. pushed the cart out, like pushed the door open really hard. It's like fuck <laughs> you, man, <laughs> in my head. But I just said, oh, all right, I'll go. I'll, I'll said, handle this. I'll handle yeah. it. We're low on chickpeas. Right, yeah. Can we get more uh, more cheddar, bacon, and ranch? And ranch. I haven't even been I out there I would imagine yet. Like the jello salad like never has to be refilled. No. It's like that kind of, or the pudding. Ugh. Or like, pudding. people don't really put sunflower seeds on as much as you'd think either. I mean, I do, but there's so many. A little, yeah. Like one little scoop is like a thousand sunflower <laughs> seeds. <laughs> those I rarely had to refill the, the cranberries. I feel like there's those dried cranberries or dried some oh, sweet yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, craisins. Yeah, craisins that you don't really have to refill. But it, it's truly just iceberg lettuce, <laughs> ranch, bacon bits, and cheddar. I love salad <laughs> bars. I, I, oh, I hate them with a fiery uh, passion. I fucking love salad bars. I have, bars. like, PTSD from being around salad bars now. I can understand that. Because I see the mess. I went to Ruby Tuesdays in Times Square. Oh, nobody can ladle anything. No. Without being a monster. Like, they're just like, dunk, slap, drip. Like Anytime I can put like four different salad dressings on my salad, it's like, it makes one mother dressing. I'm in. (laughs) People sleep on French dressing too. French dressing is pretty good. I'm a French. I like to add French and ranch together and Mm. like a little vinegar. I could go on forever. Anyway, this is the this is your interview, Will. This is the salad talk. No. <laughs> You've veered into the salad bar portion of the yeah. interview. <laughs> but salad bar also gets no take on the tips. So that's why it feels even worse. Because host, 
you get some take on the tips at least. Right, 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 right. But and Salibrary just there with no money, no extra money coming in. That's fucking crazy. And you don't make an extra hourly wage. And No. That's not so. I don't like it. Yeah, a, at all. It's like Ruby Tuesday purgatory. Yeah. And I left that job. I it was uh, I took too long to finish college. And so I was down there extra time. And I didn't tell them that I was when I was done, I was just going to leave. So I didn't give two weeks for Ruby Tuesday. So ha. they ha, hate ha. me probably. Fuck them. Though. Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Unless you guys want to do an advertisement and then I'm available. Action! What were you like hosting? Was that uh, something you enjoyed doing? Hosting was fun. It was me and this girl. We're usually up there hosting together. Mm-hmm. We had a rapport. The the people would come in. They'd love us. <laughs> I bet you were the best. Yeah, that was I fun. Would, if I walked into Ruby Tuesday and you were like, hey, welcome. I was like, this kid is great. Yeah, yeah, because it's just positivity. When people walk in the door, they just want to feel like, oh, this guy's happy. So yeah. that was all I did. I just gave him like, yeah, I don't know. The waiter, I don't know what the waiters are mad about. <laughs> but it's like I'm seating people correctly as far as I know on this mm-hmm. little chart here. And I'm doing fine. and you get them started yeah cut to you like back to salad bar just like dreaming about being back in chicago with bill like making hot dogs (laughs) that's exactly what it was too it was a lot of me being like this is depressing (laughs) well especially to like talk about like i mean you can you can cultivate personality with your staff but the the chain corporate restaurant itself is just devoid of everything that Murphy's was. Murphy's yeah. is like, it's fully the personality of, of Bill that is yes. being like imbued into every hot dog that goes out that door. And it it's a really special experience to work for like a mom and pop place. I saw you wrote rats in something too. I do have a rat story for Oh, Murphy's. hell yeah. I okay. think everybody must have a rat story, right? I mean, you know, it's been a hot minute since we had yeah. a rat story. Oh, really? It's been a hot rat minute. <laughs> this one we weren't sure. I don't. It wasn't in the restaurant. It was in the church behind the restaurant. Okay. But for some reason, they used our garbage can. I think because one day I was taking out the garbage at Murphy's, and I heard like a screeching sound inside the trash can, and then when I opened it, it must have been a three to four foot rat inside the garbage can, staring at me, <laughs> and I threw the. Threw the bag down and ran in the to like find Bill and I think I was screaming and like possibly crying <laughs> and I was just like I can't go back out to the garbage there's, ever again I'm sorry there's a swamp rat yeah. out there <laughs> it's the most giant rat in the world it's out there nutrient territory at that point yeah oh my god and I think he had to come out and like. Deal with it. He had to call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> you just heard like swords clanking like for yeah. hours in the back. <laughs> yeah. It may have led to like a whole fight within the community about the church constantly throwing their garbage in other people's garbage cans. Wow. That's not very... And having rats in the church as well. It's like. It's not that very Christian. No, I know, right? Do. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, I mean, no that's like. Do you still have phobias? Like when you. Yeah. Oh, I hate rats now. Yeah. And dumpsters. Because now the rats. I had rats in my apartment in Chicago when I lived there as an adult. We had rats in our New York apartment when we moved to New York. These weren't as big as the one in the garbage can, though. No, 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 nothing could be. (laughs) Have you considered that maybe, just maybe, it was a small dog? Yeah, I know, right? Or a possum. Or a possum. Possum is, is a possibility. There are a lot of possums in that neighborhood. It was a possibility. Um, Good possibility. But I think Uh, it was a rat. Three to four feet tall. Hmm. Not tall, but like wide. Like, like wide? long. Or long, Wait. yeah. It was a really fat. Feet. Inches? 
No, it was, feet. Maybe it was a foot only. Okay. But it was it was huge. All to right. Me. I need you to substantiate yeah, <laughs> this creature that you saw. <laughs> I'd say it was about that's about a foot. It's about a foot long. But then you have to add on the tail. Oh, the tail was so like much longer. Yeah, that's insane too. No, 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 no. That's fair. Okay, we're like in the two foot territory. Yeah. <laughs> it's too it much was, rat. It was in a trap too. So it couldn't have jumped out at me. Oh. But it was in like a rat trap. I but think. But it was like, help me. Yeah. And then you were like, a hundred percent. And then it, luckily it was not a crowded time. So I was able to like explain what happened. But Bill definitely was like, shh. <laughs> right. Like, like. You just run in yelling rat. Rat! Shh. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Here's a tip. And it's a tip that Bill Murphy taught me. I think it's the same tip. Always overestimate. Whatever you do, always overestimate. So then when you perform on time. Or at the, I don't know, at what you think you can do. Mm-hmm. Everyone's surprised and happy. But if somebody wants you to have, let's say you're a bagger and they want you to bag these groceries in four bags, you say, I think I can bag them in five. And that way, when you bag them in four, they're like, thank God you did it in four. Okay. That's amazing. I didn't know that that was a real problem people had. But yeah. yeah. People want to minimize their bags when you're a bagger. Just an example. Yeah. Not yeah. Giving an, yeah. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's all right. Oh, migraines. This why? is going to go down as the episode that Brooke died right yeah, after. I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to die. Um, I really like doing this podcast. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot to live for. Take don't care die, Brooke. Don't yeah. do it. Oh, Please my head. Die. Migraines. Please kill me. Well, Will Miles, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You are welcome. We love you. And uh, guys, check out Recently Added Podcast, hosted by Will Miles and Nick J. Turner. Yeah, at Gmail. (laughs) Here's a tip. If you are the kind of customer who doesn't like to wait and can't make a reservation, or it might be a place that doesn't take reservations, I know this is confusing. Yelp has a little icon that says Yelp waitlist. If you go on and search a website where you can put yourself onto the waitlist while still at home or like sitting in your car or wherever you might be. Specifically, I like to go to San Gabriel in Los Angeles and eat delicious Chinese food, places that have like waits of two hours. So I know I can put myself on a wait list, drive myself there, park my car and get there and still have about 15 minutes before I know I'm going to be sat. Sometimes I just breeze right in. It's just this really amazing little feature that Yelp has for wait lists. And I, I assume... And I hope it makes the restaurants run a little bit more seamlessly. Hey guys, fun news about Sidework Podcast. You can now listen to us exclusively on the Himalaya app and anywhere else you're already streaming your podcast. But if you listen to us on Himalaya, which is a free app you can go find in your app store and listen to everything else you already normally listen to, we start to get paid which helps us continue to bring you fun content. Plus, we're going to start doing bonus content for people who want to pay a little extra for live streaming videos, special episodes, 
Maybe some tickets to some live shows we're going to start doing for servers only. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks again for listening and check out Himalaya.